0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel. Alongside me, the Insider to the Insiders, Tyler Keel. Oh, hello, everyone. Hopefully, your day is going pretty all right. Make uh, sure to my, use my, my, the my, oh, sorry. hashtag. Oh, come on, I'm trying to i'm plug I'm trying to plug this show right now. And you're gonna you get asked how
1: my day was going, and you know it, it was it was uh you know I was, was talking to our listeners. I don't oh. care about
0: your day. I, hey, I did.
1: I was doing gift registration for the wedding, so. Yeah. Which is actually fine. You get there with the RF scanner and you're sitting there just poop doop doop. Man, I got a lot of cool stuff on that grill that I'm not gonna get because nobody's gonna want to buy me grill stuff. No, I'm not. Oh, not you. No. Tra- hey, there's hey, there's Tim Horton's K
0: cups on there. Get after it. Tim Horton K cups. Why don't you just get the whole tin? Oh. You'd save so much money. And plastic. You, can- you are you are bad for the environment. Kelly has a Keurig. No, you're bad for the environment. I'm going to abuse that privilege. Hey, listen. Yeah, get it, a Keurig. Listen- so no, so she, it, has, so she has a Keurig. Okay, so with it, that Keurig, then get those like. they reusable... Buy
1: us the tin. Buy us five. You know what? Fine. Five tins of Tim Hortons. No. Four tins of Tim Hortons. No. Three tins of Tim Hortons. No. Two and a half tins. That's as low as I'm going to go.
0: Uh no, I don't think they sell them in half tins.
1: Fine. Two <laughs> is my final
0: offer. I'll give you one and a shiny nickel. One two though. It'll be a sh- brand new one, 2019 nickel. How about that?
1: Nope. No,
0: I want a classic one. Before 1960. Well, that's not too hard. I have one in my, like, upstairs Make it
1: shiny and give me one tin Tim Hortons. We'll call it a deal. Fine. And a beer. Okay, a beer. You'll be 21. Well, yeah, a beer. A beer. Okay, you're right. Because, of course, let's be honest. It'll be my wedding, so... Yeah, I'll buy
0: a six-pack and give you one. How about that? No! That's a beer. I got you a beer. A beer. I got you a beer. A beer. Donald
1: Brashear. Donald Br... No, no. I know what you're trying to do. Donald beer How about Donald Abir? No, because then it doesn't sound like Donald sheer How about Donald Ashier? Why would you buy... A shear of what? A shear
0: of ham? You need a sheer You need no. a sheer moment of silence is what you need. No, I calm just need... A, no, I need a shear. A sheer, that, sheer way of can, that way I can go into the field. I
1: need and, a shear for a team. We need a shear for the team. There you go. So no, I, no. I you dude. need
0: to go shear some sheep. Make yourself a shirt. Shear some sheep. Shear some sheep, make a shirt, and get your shi-side together. That was close. Ooh. Anyways, though, oh yes, by the way, if you want to know
1: what the heck we're talking about, ask us when you tweet us at The Kewl Podcast or talk about this show and what the heck we're actually talking about using the hashtag The Podcast. Well, okay. Segway, yeah, get it. Vroom, vroom, ride that electric scooter all the way off a building. No, I'm kidding. No, don't
0: do that. Well, it doesn't always <laughs> have to be electric. It's, it's a Segway. Segway. Yeah, like the like the little motor
1: scooter thingy. Well, they make like gasoline ones. Diesel ones. <laughs> but- <laughs> Could you imagine just riding down <laughs> I'm good for the environment and you have to like lean into it and something? Yeah. That'd be hilarious. To, no, then you fall and instead of just the thing just stopping or whatever, it's
0: just gonna be just this running motor like a motorcycle that just keeps going. Yeah. But if you do want to know what we're talking about before we get right into it, we have an interview with none other than Laura Astorian. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. When we ha- when we have her on the show, I will ask her that. Because we need
1: blues intake. We do. And I'm pretty sure we said enough bad things about Boston that nobody would want to come on the show anyways. But then again, nobody listens to us, so nobody would know.
0: Correct. Then we
1: will talk <laughs> But about- they would listen to it and like, "Wait, because then, then they're going to see the title that says Who's Training for Boston in the last episode, the Eastern Conference preview. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. And then they're going to be like, you can't tag me or anything ever again or take off the episode. Then they'll cry about it and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so Pete Blackburn will never be on our show ever again. <laughs> or ever.
0: Can I go? Oh, can you go?
1: Yeah. Okay, what? Uh, got new- so then
0: we have uh, the Western Conference finals that we're going to talk about. How we'll that- just kind of recap what happened. Yes, Tyler. They're going <laughs> to recap it. They? Just like I'm going to recap one right in your behind if you don't shut up. Who's they? We're speaking to the third person now? Tyler doesn't like how Alex is
1: starting off their show.
0: I don't like you talking, so if you want to <laughs> shut up, that'd be great. Hey!
1: You! Yeah, yeah, I ain't got nothing. Exactly. I, I thought I had something, but I'm like, you know what? You're my brother
0: and I respect you. You thought. Hardly. It. Western fi- Conference Finals recap and Eastern Conference Finals recap because oh, it was a sad day. And then we're going to talk about Hey, your boys made it there. They did. And proud of that. And then we're gonna talk about um, our finals preview, which we're gonna kind of be talking about a little bit with Laura. Um, but maybe we'll go into it a little bit more uh, once we get off the phone with her. And then we'll also talk about some other news. Um, we have a couple of signings in some roles in some front office, front office and movement. some 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 bench such and 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 some some reports. From apparently Tyler's good buddy Frege, you know, Elliot Friedman. You my know, buddy Frege, buddy's got, got him on hey, hey, speed he's been bat. hot. He's been hot today. He's been on fire. You know, Tyler's he's got going, him on his day five. He's you know, got mobile.
1: He, hey, there's five days off for before the play before the finals start. You gotta talk about something.
0: Yeah, and then Tyler also uh, is gonna be talking about the world championship quarterfinals.
1: Well that happened today, so I felt like we should talk about it.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's not my pig, but you know hey, what? There we'll, was some we'll very exciting hockey today. Let me tell you.
1: Listen. Everyone's playing. There's no hockey going on. Listen, tune in the morning. It was live on the IIHF website. I was able to watch Canada come from behind in a crazy game against Switzerland. Where I'll be honest, Swiss goaltender, he's like Krister Gudzlepkis, the Latvian goaltender in the 2014 Olympics. That's how good he was. Yeah, it's that game, the game tying goal. He probably should have had coming from the goaltender union uh, member. But what? A, that was a good game. I like. I love watching World Championships because. You never know who could win. Germany made it to the quarters. They lost today, but we'll get to them, obviously, later on. But I think first, Alex,
0: I think we should bring in our guest. We should. All right. She is a diehard Blues fan living in Atlanta, manager and head writer for St. Louis Game Time, which you can find on SB Nation. Fans, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, give it up. For Laura Astorian. Woo! Woo!
1: <laughs> woo! Blues. See?
0: Yeah. Woo, woo! Blues. Woo! There blues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Laura, for coming on the show. Obviously, taking the time to uh, talk to us boys here in the show.
2: Oh, thank you. So. Thank you for having
1: me. I mean, first of all, you says if you're from Atlanta. You, so you're from St. Louis, living in Atlanta, or are you from Atlanta? Atlanta. No, oh, no, I'm, I'm from St. Louis. Living in Atlanta. okay. That makes sense. But i say, how does someone from Atlanta just become a hockey fan? Because let's be honest, the Thrashers were not a yeah. model franchise. No.
2: <laughs> I mean, no. We, we don't have the best track record down here with, with hockey.
1: Or at least NHL hockey. Well, i well, to say there's, sure. the, there's the Gladiators, the not-so-Atlanta Gladiators.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The ones that are located an hour and a half away from the city. But they're good. <laughs> they are good. It's a pain
0: to get to, but we have. Yeah, I think we have better minor league success down here than we do NHL success, for whatever reason. That is true. I mean, obviously, being in a not necessarily a, ho- a traditional hockey market, you definitely do go for those um, other sports markets. But uh, first and foremost, as a Blues fan, what kind of excitement do you have seeing that the Blues are back in the finals for the first time since 1970?
2: Gosh, I mean, to be honest, it still hasn't really, I don't really know if it's really sunk in yet. I mean, I well, mean to be because we've had, like, I've been a fan since I was a little kid, so I've had 30 years of conditioning to expect the worst. So,
1: we're <laughs> a Leafs fan. my we're conditioning's
2: a, been broken, I don't know
1: what to do about it. I was about to say, we're Leafs fans here, so, I mean, not as long as oh, you've been a Blues fan, yeah, but we feel, know yeah. how bad it is. But, I mean, of course, then again, the Blues made the it's, playoffs for yeah. how many years?
2: Yeah, I mean we've—I think we've only missed the playoffs like nine seasons in the team's existence. So, but we—but every every year we seem to to get knocked out of them in new and exciting ways. So, at least this year was something a little different so far.
1: But I mean, let's let's go back to the beginning of the season. Before the season, I mean they get Ryan O'Reilly. You know, Jake Allen looked up to form. They got Tyler Bozek as a good third line center. You know, Boz Light, you're coming from Toronto. You're welcome, by the way. Um, this team was, a lot of people, including myself, were picking a lot of, they were having high expectations for this team, but then, you know, the story goes, you know, the first half of the year, the team was garbage, but like, yeah, what was, oh God, yeah. what was the biggest change for the team? I mean, glory apparently was one of the songs, but what else was the biggest change to, <laughs> to have this team go literally from worst to first?
2: I think that initially you know there was so much so many new players um, in the locker room I think part of it was just kind of waiting for the whole thing to click Um, although I don't think with most teams it takes four months (laughs) it was a little bit a little excessive Um, and I think a big part of it too is um, the coach I mean I think that I think that messaging was a big deal to start off with, and I think the messaging from the coach um, with the Blues has been an issue for, God, um, for years, Um, and I I don't think that the team necessarily responded well, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I mean, obviously I'm not in the room or anything, Um, and I think that they're getting some positive encouragement. It's not like, oh, well, you did okay, so be happy where you're at. It's, it's shifted to more of a, you did, you've done well, what more can you do kind of message. And I think that's really kind of something that the team bought into. It doesn't, I don't think complacency with um, with things like it did under, you know, I just think with Hitchcock, they just tune the team out. So you have a few coaches in a row that is the messaging isn't getting through and now all of a sudden it is. I think it's really
1: what's what's changed things. And I mean we're gonna talk about the Western Conference in a minute and we'll kinda talk more about the run, but I just this kinda just came across my mind. How mad would you have been if the Sharks, after the inevitable Eric Carlson hand pass goal, if the Sharks had won the series, how mad would you have been?
2: I would have been pretty pissed off, <laughs> pardon my French, but I don't know if I would have really been mad at the Sharks. Um, I definitely would have been a little bit more upset at the refs than I was, even though I mean, like, I'm still, like, they always in confidence, but I would have been most frustrated with the Blues, I think, um, because we've had so many situations in the past, either in game series where... Something just doesn't go their way, and then they fold. And that was honestly one of my biggest concerns after the hand pass debacle, which I was like, well, are they going to come back? And are they going to actually, you know, play like they need to play? Or are they just going to roll over? And there, I'm not, I don't know why, there was a part of me that I was a little concerned they were just going to roll over. And I'm really, really impressed that they wanted to do that. Yeah. I'm really impressed.
0: And and really like 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 you said there, um, kind of talking about you know will the Blues kind of stick with it? Really pushing against what some would say a very favored uh, San Jose Sharks team as people were kind of plotting out how that final would have gone between San Jose and Boston. Who would the refs have cheered for in that series, Alex? Uh, probably San Jose, <laughs> probably San Jose. You never know. Probably, yeah. um, but let, let's let's. When we're talking about, you know, kind of sticking with it, getting back into those dirty areas, kind of like how the Blues have and where they went from, you know, worst of first, uh, you can't really, you know, talk about that kind of thing, especially in the playoffs, with, without talking about a player like Patrick Maroon, who, although mos- mostly not being necessarily a key player um, on the ice during the regular season, but has for some reason somehow turned on the backup thrusters in the playoffs, getting, you know, some really good stats on the ice uh, and playing the, some solid minutes. The double overtime goal in game seven. You know. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I mean, do you think do you think he stays another year? Does Because he, he took a huge pay cut to play at home. Do you think he does it again or does he look for a little bit more cash elsewhere?
2: I think that after everything's said and done with however this turns out, I think. Um, I mean, it's obviously up to the team if they offer him a contract. And for like Ikey said, for like the first half of the year, it just did not seem like he was. I mean, there was a little while where people legitimately felt like he there was a potential for him to get waived. Um, you know, so I mean, the the, the turnaround in his in his in, in his play from the start of the year and now has just been ridiculous. I'm sure part of that has to do with the big picture, but. I really do think that he I mean it's it, it would be hard I think for the team to let the hero of of you know seven against Dallas just go I think that there would probably I mean as much as the fans were kind of wondering oh guys you gonna stick um, at the start of the year I think that if the team let him walk now I think there would be a lot of um, a lot of unhappy unhappy hockey fans in st. Louis and he's He's happy there.
1: His family's there. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if he... I'm sorry, he go ...he want want to leave or, or not. I
2: you mean, know, he, he, he cost himself a lot
0: home, home, so... Right, and... and I'm not sure. There, there has been some speculation with certain teams in the league, especially in the East, Eastern Conference, kind of looking at Patrick Maroon as possibly a viable option... Um, maybe over the summer, or potentially at the deadline. I know um, tr- there was some for us as Leafs fans. There was some rumors about you know the Leafs possibly talking about um, seeing what kind of deal they could work out between them and the Blues for Patrick Maroon, uh, because like you said, yeah. that 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 first half he wasn't really playing well, and it could have been just how the overall team was playing. And, and he- then and with the playoffs, he just has pushed forward. And really made um, this playoff run really work in his favor, which could possibly earn him a lot more money.
2: Yeah, which I mean, I, I, I would not blame him one bit if he did turn around and ask for more cash. So, I mean, there, there's a hometown discount, and then he's being stupid. And I think this is a really good, a good opportunity for him to to not be stupid. You know, I, I really. <laughs> I would not blame him if he went to, went to, to, to Doug Armstrong and went, listen. You know, I'm I'm part of the reason that you guys were able to turn it around so much. You know, this is what this is what you accomplished. You know, this is how I contributed, and I think he'd be really well with it as right. You know, to, um, to ask ask for a raise. I wouldn't hold that against him one bit.
1: Well, everyone wants more money, but one oh, guy. Yeah. One guy's that's probably going to get more money at the end of his contract, if he keeps it up, has been the play of Jordan Winnington Bennington. I'll be honest, how in the world, win or lose the Stanley Cup finals, how does he not win the Calder Trophy?
2: I. I. Anti-goaltending bias, I mean, at this point. That's the only thing I can think of. Cause, I mean, his story is just. It's ridiculous. I mean, from fourth on the depth chart to, to number one, and. Just the level of the level of contribution that you know that that that, that I mean that, that he's given to this team throughout this these playoff run. I mean, it's it, it to me it would be a massive to overlook him for the Calder.
0: That is there's a I mean, I, I, I know I know the other the other rookies have
1: played amazingly well, but. Neither of them made he's the playoffs. He's the only
2: rookie that you can look at. No, not at all. I mean, he's the one you can look at and go, "He's the reason that an entire team turned around."
0: Yeah, and he's really done a lot of great things, and in, in some cases has kept the Blues um, in some series, and I, which really makes you know, kind of me think. This real battle that's going to be happening between the goaltending with between Rask and Bennington, but kind of going a little bit off of you know Bennington and the goaltending and everything, you know maybe maybe you include this as as part of your answer. But for the Blues in this playoffs run, who do you think has been the unsung hero or somebody who's quite possibly been the most underlooked and underrated player on that roster?
2: That's hard, because you know, honestly, Bennington's gotten a lot of attention. Just, I mean, how does he not? Um, and same with um, same with Jaden Schwartz. I mean, his turnaround from the regular, he has more goals, I think, in the playoffs than he did in the regular season, Like, He's been fantastic. Um, I think that anybody on the fourth line could fit that bill. Um, I mean, the fourth line's been probably, Line of the team, um, especially Oscar Sundquist, but also you know Barbashev and Alexander Steen, who's really taken to his fourth line role. So I probably go with one of those guys, um, or just based on how much the fans have complained about him in the playoffs, Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, fans have been giving him crap since the puck dropped on the Winnipeg series about you know not being present, not being active, but. He, he had a point in every game in, in, in the San Jose series. Yeah, he You he, know, so... I just... I, I think that people, they've been complaining about him so much that they have completely forgotten, you know, how important he's been to this, not just the, the playoffs in general, but especially with two, in regards to the, um, the series with the
1: chart. And And Ryan O'Reilly, I... I... He's been a guy, like you said, he was the big pickup in the offseason the trade for Sabaka and Berglund. But at times, he has not looked as strong as he could be. I mean, he's still winning face-offs, yeah. which is his big deal, but he's not really fulfilling his potential. And obviously, the finals is a point where you got to be on your A game every single night. Yeah, I've been. I mean, be, I
2: think that's something that that fans have been concerned about, um, and we've, there's kind of been some speculation, and of course, you know, the team's never going to say anything, but there's been some speculation that maybe he might be a little beat up or he may be a little injured, and that may be why he hasn't exactly been playing, like, you know, full Ryan O'Reilly potential. Um, I mean, his, his numbers in the face-off circle haven't been as good during the postseason as they were during the regular season. So I think that right there, and on top of that, there have been a few times where I've seen him want to get rid of the puck instead of shoot it. That makes me wonder if he isn't just a little banged up. And, you know, I mean, that that happens during the playoffs. You know, you get hurt, and sometimes it's one of your best players, but you just kind of, you got to power through it.
1: And that's going to be a big point, too, because, it's not like the team they're going up against is a very uh, a soft cupcake either. They're, they're playing Boston. Oh, no. A big, nasty team. They like to be physical. The refs don't call anything when they're on the ice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's me going off kilter a little. <laughs> we, we crossed that bridge too many times this postseason. That seven games was not fun once again. But the thing is no. is that can St. Louis, I mean, everyone's, kind of, everyone's looking at Boston because they look like they know what they're doing. They look like a well-oiled machine. Physicality against physicality, it, it's an even series, but people are looking at those top two lines for the Bruins against you know, the top two against St. Louis. And like I said, with Ryan O'Reilly not being as strong in the face-offs, he's going to have to go probably up against, you're looking at David Krejci or Patrice Bergeron. How, what do the yeah. Blues really need to do in this series to come away with Lord Stanley? Because not many people are looking at them right now as Boston is right now seeming to be the oh. favorite.
2: Yeah, no, and I, I, I completely, this is been a little part of me that kinda of goes, Oh crap, it's awesome, you know. Um and for the reasons that you that you said, I mean the the Bruins top two lines are really really good. And two Rask has had a fantastic season. You know, I mean it's really hard to, to talk about the Bruins without, you know, pointing out you know, what a great year they've had. Um so I really think a lot of it is just gonna come down to having the bottom six guys shut their top six down and trying some way, you know, especially defensively, to limit their shots and make sure that that the Blues' defense is aware. And that's been a problem often during the playoffs. There have been some games where they're not communicating well or they're not paying attention or what the deal is, but there have been a few games where the Blues' defense has kind of looked you know, a little, more than a little unaware of their surroundings. Um, and I think the tightening that up is definitely key.
1: Well, they have a um, 100-year-olds
2: in child. Mean, yeah, I mean, they have, just, well, I mean, the Blues have Jay Bowmeister, who either is, like, playing pretty well or just has the worst luck in the free world. Like, yeah. there's no happy medium.
0: That is fair. With we him, we so... we have kind of had that same thing with Ron Hanzy of oh, gosh. of just running into no, the Bruins, getting beaten, and you're then right. Having, Alex. No. It.
1: How, you're right. How does this affect the Leafs? You're, you're right.
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Laura. I mean, to be to be
2: honest, when I was watching the, the Leaf series, I was like, wait a second, Ron Hanzy's like God. Like I had completely forgotten that he did not retire.
1: We wish he did. Trust me. Oh yeah, no, because.
2: I mean, I, I liked him fine when he was with the Threshers. That was eight years ago. Oh. Um So, and he was not a spring chicken then.
0: So,
2: I no. was uh, always kind of surprised that he's still still trying.
0: Yeah, he he is trying. He, trying. He, won, he won a cup. <laughs> he won a cup, which got him $3 million. Yeah. Uh, yeah is and, he retire? Has he said anything? Or I. We haven't really heard anything, but we know that the Leafs are trying to get rid of him somehow, some way. Let me text my buddy CJ. Yeah, well, (laughs) um, but all being said, you know, talking about Jordan Bennington, talking about Patrick Maroon, um, really talking about, you know, not necessarily getting too deep with the Boston Bruins, but the, the kind of spectacle and the intimidation that they bring to every single series in the playoffs. What what's your prediction? Do you do you think that the Blues come away with it in this one, Um, and if so, in how many games?
2: I am I am terrible at predictions. Mostly, like I said, we've all been conditioned to expect the worst. So right now, all of our prediction meters are broken because normally our first our first impulse is to be like, oh, they're going to lose in five. Um, Honestly, I I want to say that I mean like you aren't going to get on to me for being negative, but, I mean, like, I think the Blues have a chance to win. I think, though, that it's going to take... If the Blues win, it's going to take six or seven games. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they're, they're going to have to catch the Bruins on more than one bad night. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that there's a chance. Especially with think Tank, because absolutely nothing faces them, which is fantastic. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I really... I don't know. I think that it's going to be a tough series. I think there's just as much of a chance for the Bruins to take it in five games as there is for the Blues to to fight back and, and to win the whole thing. So I'm I'm honestly not hundred percent sure what to expect other than really, really heavy <laughs> heavy hockey, which is fine with me. That's that's my favorite kind. So I'm looking forward to it. I just
0: I just don't know. Yeah, and we're we're looking forward to. Two. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll go back to Game Seven, kind of like the Fine. classic Boston Bruins St. Louis series, where Bobby Orr made the leaping goal. That was Game Four. <laughs> and if the Blues can win one game in the finals for the first time in their history, I think it's a success. That Jeez, series went
1: to seven. Honestly, that's
2: all we're asking for right now. Oh, it's just to win just the one game.
1: Well, you know what? It's been. No, fifty. Yes, it's been fifty-two years since the last time St. Louis beat Boston in a World Championship Series, and that was when the Cardinals beat the Red Sox in the World Series, when Bob Gibson and Lou Brock. Uh, Yes, I know all my stuff. Don't worry. Oh goodness, I came prepared. (laughs) Yeah,
2: because the last couple times we met the Red Sox in the series, it didn't end very well.
1: Well, the Red Sox are not underdogs anymore, so don't yeah, don't feel bad. They're not underdogs anymore. They're the overpowering. Beat up everyone, Red Sox. Yeah. The Jays did win a game against them.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: The Jays did win one game against Boston.
0: But
2: well,
0: that's good. One yeah. Game, one, that's of, one game, one out of one. One game.
1: That's one of our one 60 game. wins we're gonna have this
0: year. Yeah, and St. Louis <laughs> needs needs four in these in this next series. But thank you so much, Laura, for yeah. being for being on the show. Um everyone, make sure to go check her out on social media at Hildy Mac. That's H-I-L-D-Y-M-A-C. Also catch her on St. Louis Game Time on SB Nation. At St. Louis Game Time on Twitter. There you are. Laura, thank you so much once again for being on the show. Uh, We'll definitely have to bring you on uh, sometime in the offseason. Play Gloria! We want it! (laughs) (laughs) All right. You
1: guys
0: take it easy. All right, thank you, Laura. You know, it's really nice to have guests that are very, very knowledgeable of their stuff. Um, thank you, Laura, once again. Obviously, make sure to. And you follow. had her name right. Congratulations! I did. A story, she, like the blues, is a story in the finals. Yeah, they're a story, story in, in the, the finals.
1: finals. I like it. Thank you, Laura, for giving us the title of the show. <laughs>
0: That's st- uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to break up the name that way. I'll you know. figure it out. You You don't do a darn thing with the editing, and you know it. No, because... And now I, everyone at home tonight. D- like, that's why the show sucks! Shut up! I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, if I could have my way, you'd be editing here all night, and I'd be cursing like a sailor. Yes. Just saying, beep that, and beep that, you know, it'd be perfect. <sighs> I Talking did, about I beeps, cut a beeps, lo- and
1: beeps. I had to cut a lot of that show last time. Oh, it was funny. Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sitting here just... Where's the
0: nitpicking... Sorry. Where the Sorry, heck guys, heck we do this...
1: He- sorry, let's, let's be honest. Well, let's be honest with everyone here. We record these with two microphones that we bought for like twenty bucks each on Amazon through Audacity on my laptop. Our editing software is minimal. Yeah.
0: I do not have these hey but but here's the thing though. Put that into perspective. Two cheap microphones and a soft a free software program nine hundred dollar laptop. Oh yeah. Well not well not the nine hundred dollar laptop. I could have done it on mine. But needless to say how expensive was that laptop, Alex? Uh well technically it was originally priced at seven thirty five when I bought it, but college discount six forty-five. Yes, but does it have all the cool features? Uh yes, because it came with a free pen. Ooh, it's got a PAN! Well what features do you got on
1: yours? I have an incredible um graphic system that allows me to do great editing except for that one poor software that I downloaded initially. Same. Um I also have well, okay, mine's like gamer graphics like Supreme.
0: Well, yeah, yours is a gaming
1: laptop. It's perfect. Well, that's why it's perfect for doing editing when your software wants to work. I just want to steal
0: your laptop and play Minecraft with it. Is that wrong? Yes, because it's my laptop. You have a PS4! But no, That's not... You don't play Minecraft on PS4. Just because I oh have gosh. it doesn't I saw mean one that of you the should. B- I
1: saw one of the BMs today at Davenport playing Fortnite
0: on a laptop. Yeah, and? I just... Is that still a thing? Dude, it's going to be a thing. It's, All right, because it's, it's an eSport. Is it, is it an eSport yet? Yes. It is? Okay. Has, was, is it an eSport yet? Dude, it was an eSport, like, a week into its release. I'm sorry that I don't know all this stuff. Get gif- cultured, cuz. eSports is the thing of the future. Dude, eSports, all the eSports I know is Madden and Chell and Rocket League. That's it. That's Dude, my Madden and Shell are, like, li- little pieces of sand compared to, like, Fortnite or Rocket League or CSGO or or or... PUBG. Or anything all right Dude. you
1: lost me after the after saying rocket league and fortnite because that's I, two, I know two of those i don't know how to play i know how to play rocket league kind of sort of hey hey this guy, okay i'm Your, just saying only what? reason why you're good is because you see here all the time playing one-on-one with a bunch of noobs that's not true fine you play two-on-two every so often
0: i play well i don't play a lot anymore because i'm you know doing minecraft with my girlfriend because she's hot that way get you a girlfriend that wants to play video games with you
1: no, because you want to know why? I like my privacy.
0: <laughs> well, I do too. There's a reason why I'm glad that
1: I do this and I do all my work or whatever, because Kelly never bothers me because she doesn't like what I do. It's nice. You see, but
0: my girlfriend likes what I do.
1: She supports me. Well, she supports me too. Just, she just Does leaves- she? Yeah, she leaves me alone. <laughs> That's how <laughs> she supports me. I got to go right, hon. Okay, I'll go to sleep. Sweet. <laughs> doesn't bother me one damn bit. Oh, fair privacy guys if that's what you want in your life even though if you have yes i know you're supposed to be a relationship supposed to be with them like okay you're with them 24 hours a day guess what someone's gonna die
0: yeah um <laughs> yes the microphone's off yeah but talking about death um the sharks are gone
1: really that's that's that that's it that's a very that's you know what your segway game is off drink more of that monster gosh it's know. gone it's gone That probably makes a lot of sense for all of us
0: yeah that but was, that was just so bad the- Hey, we're jumping the shark here. All right. Got him. Oh, I got him. So the sharks. Hashtag the kill podcast. Tell that was the worst thing ever. Thank you very much. Make it go viral.
1: What happened? But hey,
0: can I talk about the sharks? No. So the sharks have been slayed. They have been jumped. Smile for me. There you
1: go. See, they have
0: been jumped by the blues. They are gone. They are hurt. They are dead. Well, Carlson's out. Well, Hurdle's out and Pavelski's out. They, were they all, all missed
1: Game Six. That's when I knew, 100%, no. I was nervous because listen, they went back to San Jose for Game Seven, and the Shark Tank. It would have been interesting, but as soon as I saw that Carlson, Hurdle, and then Pavelski didn't make warmups, I knew the Blues had it in the bag. I am never, I don't, I didn't. You t- knew it. No BS. I didn't tweet it because that's when a jinxed it. But I knew in my, in my my brain that's left, all the brain that's the brain parts that are still working. Nah, no, no, you're probably like. Oh my goodness, they have a chance! Well, I just felt like they, like, listen, when those top guys are out, and yes, Carlson by the end was not 100%. And that was one part that Brian Burke and Gorge like went on yesterday in Hockey Central at noon, talking about how Carlson was so beat after that, in that series. Because, let, let's look at San Jose's run.
0: They play Vegas. Not an overly physical team, would you say? Not really. No, they're... they're... They play... We, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about Vegas. Vegas has the thing where they're not overly physical but they're not overly talented. They have they have kind of what the St. Louis Blues they have where they're more or less they have a perfect balance. They will they grind, grind
1: they'll grind it out, but right. they're not going to knock you senseless.
0: The, they have the players to grind it out, but they don't f- have an emphasis on that. Their sure. their their point is to score goals and <clears throat> half flurry in the net. That's it. They play St. Louis.
1: Just go down the list. I mean, Tarasenko's throwing the body. O'Reilly's tough. Maroon, Barbership. Nate Steen's getting in there. Bozak got in there a little bit. Bozak's never been that physical, but yes, he was playing tough too. He buys in with the team's motto and their mo. He's got a big butt. Okay, hockey players got big butts. Dude, buddy. he does dude, squats though. Dude, Crosby deadlifts six hundred, bud. He gets that daily. <sighs> there is a Keister for you, dude. That's hot. That's Sidney Crosby pants, man. But what I'm, but that's the thing is is that Carlson was tested more physically. And his body can't ha- handle with it anymore. Yeah. Dude, his contract is, everyone's thinking, nine and a half, ten, eleven, twelve million dollars. Well, okay. It's so, going to be down.
0: So, well, we're, 31 Thoughts Podcast, Elliot Friedman. Well, 31 Thoughts, 31 Thoughts Podcast, whatever. Yeah. he. he the brought, show. He, he brought up the, the point that Eric Carlson, being formerly playing in the Eastern Conference, had it a little bit easier yes the playing style is a bit more finesse it's not tough and grind like it is out west except boston except for boston that is correct well well there's a couple teams but the, the yes the, no but well, but, the, but the, the majority of your entire schedule is played against teams that have an emphasis on skill and well, that's kind of been the eastern it. thing
1: tampa Toronto, florida, 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 florida washington toronto
0: carolina even
1: Pittsburgh, Philly, well, Philly's got that M.O. Philly's like Boston. They have, they're tough. They're supposed to be tough. They got to hit. They got to fight, whatever. But unfortunately, that's what's ended up costing them success. Because Boston actually has talent with their physicality. Right. But then you have Carolina. Cool Carolina,
0: yes, they've shown they could play physical. However, a lot of their offense and everything they do comes from their speed, majority-wise, and their ability to maneuver within. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. There is not, yes, wrist aligning, but. Who else? <laughs> Princess Dalene, fabulous as he, Dalene from Sweden, cannot hit for his life. Well, he does, You don't want him to. No, because he's, some, gonna, he's, he's gonna not. He's not. He's not big enough. He's not big enough. He's going to be like Avengers Endgame. Uh, I'm trying to think.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of other players. Spoiler alert. Okay, okay if you're not seen Infinity War yet, no, that's endgame, your fault. No Endgame tie. Well, uh, both. Whatever. B- both. I know what you're saying though. But but, saying, but as I
0: was as I was talking, Elliot Friedman. Did mention that a, another key factor, especially with probably in the playoffs, this this has a lot of effect too because you're playing so many games in a such short time frame.
1: Hey, there, yeah, not the, except for the there's, finals.
0: Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of travel. The, and that can really take its toll. So not only do you have the Western Conference, which predominantly has a lot more bigger bodies, you have a lot more... Teams that really have an emphasis on, you know, pushing you around, trying to grind you down to your, your last breath, and then taking the game from you. But also with that... sound like Dan Carcillo. So. Good! <laughs> it's <not> Good!
1: You're like, going <laughs> to spit chocolates? you want to be or something? I'm, I would love to be on that Buddy, you now. have not played a day of organized hockey in your life. I hate you.
0: <laughs> As I was saying... The travel does get to you moving your body, having to sit down, whether it's in a plane or, or, or a bus seat or something like that. You're, you're doing a lot of travel and it does take its toll on the body and the brain. But here's the thing. He's never been the same. This is not just this year that we're talking about
1: here, guys. Carlson's never, Carlson's never been this same since he since the 2017 playoffs where yes, you're right. If he had simply made it to the finals, he was a con Smythe candidate. No question. If somehow Kunitz's shot and gets stopped by Anderson and goes over top of the goal and sends go back down and score, Carlson is the MVP of the playoffs. I don't care if Nashville would have won that series. The point is, is when we talk about Gore Miller after that series against Colorado, like Carlson is not like there's not one thing wrong. There's many things wrong. It's the ankle, it's the body, the wear and tear. And that is what going into this contract year, it's not looking good for Mr. Carlson.
0: He's a liability. And and, and I don't say he's a liability, but, but in the playoffs. Is.
1: In an a 2 game season, you can spare his minutes. You can, yeah, you can do load no, management. You, you can put bodies in there.
0: Okay, but are you going to pay ten million dollars to no, spare Eric, minutes? No, that's
1: what I am saying. They're not. He's not going to get paid like he would have been after those playoffs. That's what I am trying to say. He's playing on one ankle. His body's gotten more wear and tear. Listen, I am not saying Joe Thornton is one hundred percent healthy, but that's a pretty close gap between Carlson and Thornton right now. Okay, and that's the- a question mark
0: within itself. Okay, I'll put it this way: Eric Carlson scores goals, yes. But he is the reverse of Ron Hainsey. Ron Hainsey is not an offensive presence. Eric Carlson is not a good defensive presence. He's kind of he, like... No, he is. No, he he's is. not. Uh, well, he has not been. He's not a good defender. He's a good defenseman. He's a good two-way defender. He's not a defensive defenseman. He's an offensive he's defenseman not a old, he's at a, best.
1: He's not an old school guy that sits back in his own blue line. No, not at all. I agree with you. He's
0: that. not even a guy that wants to sit... Okay, talking about the hand pass goal. Where was he at that place? He, he was in the slot. He jumps up, but that's his game, though. He can do
1: both on both ends, what I'm trying to say. but He's like he's like Alexander Ovechkin when the Washington Capitals play on the power play. I think this is more of a discussion we should have closer to July 1st because I just feel like this is going to be a big talking point because where is he going to go?
0: Yeah. Needless to say, I think he is a liability. He doesn't have well, the he, same upside that he, he used to. He's not that much of a critical part of the team anymore. Now that you say this, he's going to come back, have a Norris season. You know, good. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I dare <laughs> you. I don't think he will. Anyway, but
1: of course there's Thornton. I mean, there's another question mark. He said, and he was quoted today. He was asked if he has any idea during the locker room cleanout. He said he hasn't made a decision yet, but he's have time to think about it. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants to stay in San Jose. Well, why would he? Well, no, that's what I'm saying, because everyone's talking about you gotta get rid of Doug. You can't keep him. Like, listen, take two more off, two more million off, play it for one
0: more year. If that's if you want do the Iserman thing. You're gonna have throw to throw him on the fourth line, keep him around. He's a still he's still a great presence in the locker room. And he can play Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Eric Carlson on the third. Line of defense and Jordan, Joe Thornton, big old big Joe on the fourth line. Yes, I agree, like it. I agree. Um, so yeah, the Sharks are out. Congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, fun fact for all of you sports nerds out of there: if you're if 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 you possibly go to a bar or some sort of restaurant that does a local trivi-
1: establishment,
0: a local food establishment that does trivia nights. Here's the question for you. What two major cities in the United States have met in the championship final of the four major sports in America, i.e. hockey, football, baseball, NBA,
1: NFL, MLB,
0: and NHL. Sorry, you shouldn't say the leagues. Well, those are the sports, though. Right. That being said, the answer is Boston and St. Louis. Boston and St. Louis have met in the Stanley Cup twice now? No, just once. Once. Because remember those the well the no, first... no no including now
1: oh yeah including now yes twice twice because the first two were against Montreal
0: correct the first two were against Montreal they had the one and they went zero twelve Glenn Hall was a man
1: he got Smythe for getting swept for just getting put up against the flying Frenchman
0: and you never know uh, but uh, yeah so there is that um, the St Louis Cardinals versus the Boston Bruins like you just you mentioned during the interview Red Sox Red Sox you said Bruins did I say the Bruins yeah okay Red fine Sox. the Blue Sox whatever. They're 1-2. The St. Louis Rams, when they were still in St. Louis, and... Losing to Tom Brady! <laughs> the only
1: reason why I cheer for any team in that region.
0: Losing to... Well, it wasn't to Tom Brady. Those were the L.A. Rams. No, the, no, those were the St. Louis Rams. Those were the...
1: You know, last yes. year? Or... Er, no, in no, 36, Super Bowl 36. Remember Adam Vinatieri's kick?
0: Uh, Tom uh, Brady's 2-0 against the Rams uh, Super Bowl, once against St. Louis. That's right. So the St. Louis Rams versus the New England the Patriots. The last,
1: the last chance for Kurt Warner to be a hero, and then Mark Balger came in and Marv. Oh gosh, that thing, that team yeah. was so bad
0: after that. And the St. Louis Hawks versus the Boston, the Boston Celtics. Celtics before the, the, the Hawks moved to Atlanta. The red, hey,
1: ironic. Hey, Laura's from Atlanta. I mean, she's from St. Louis, so another St. Louis. No, thing no, no. The Hawks
0: her. were the Ho- The Hawks and the Cardinals were basically the same thing.
1: No, I mean the basketball team. The basketball team moved to yes. Atlanta and Laura moved to Atlanta from St. Louis. I'm just saying it all ties, it's all full circle. Are you saying that Laura's a hawk? Nah, I don't know. We didn't ask her that.
0: Call!
1: But where was I going to Nation! Where was I going with this here? Um
0: Hildy Mac.
1: Nope. Oh yes, yeah, at Hildy Mac while her in there. But the funny thing is, of course, that was during the Red Hour back, Bill Russell, Boston Celtics, John Havichek, that nobody was beating so
0: and the boston st Garden. louis
1: and that's why i said st louis's one win against a boston team was the 1967 world series i'm not saying you can get bob gibson on skates that's the best shot you got guys no not true but gosh st louis i th- they did everything they needed to do jordan bennington after those first couple games not looking too great had that getting you know, up five in the game one listen kids a gamer he came back. He did everything. And he's just so calm, cool, and collected. Do you think he plays Fortnite? No. No, I honestly don't. Well, oh, you said he's a gamer. No. Ah! Nah, well, he's not that kind. Of, I, dude, I'm serious. This guy probably wakes up in the morning. No, he's a lifer. Has bre- Yes. He probably just lives life. I don't know what he does in his spare time, but I guarantee Living life like Binning.
0: He probably, 10. you know what he probably does? He probably just watches. I, I don't even know what he watches. What does he watch? You know what he does? He goes on YouTube. He types in. 10 no.
1: hour long of Darth Vader breathing. No no no. <laughs> 10, no, no. 10, no. <laughs> no. Just that's no. all he does for all day. No. 10 no. hours awake when he's not practicing or eating or working out it's just Darth Vader breathing. Uh, it's White a,
0: noise. It's a 10 it's a 10 hour repeated video of Jimmy Craig from the Miracle movie throwing the tennis ball against thing. Well, he just sits there with a tennis ball, just just throwing <laughs> tennis ball back. That's all he does. At the same time, no, just just the clip, not the not the whole montage around it. Just
1: Jim Craig's bouncing tennis ball. Just the ball. B-ca, 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 b-ca. Or or he watches live reenactments of Pong. Doop doop. Do. Oh, good eye tracking. Hey, no, I like mine better. Nah, eh, you never know. But I'm. Just, Listen, I'd love to have him on the show, but I know it's going to be the worst interview ever. Like, that's like worse than my no adoption interview. You want to know why? Just one word answers. Guarantee it. Like I said,
0: worse than my no adoption interview. By the way, no adoption. You see, but here's the thing if he does one word answers for the interview, then you'll you'll be hearkening for him to get suspended and, you know, getting fined and stuff. Why? That's a Brad Marshan joke, folks. Brad Marshan? Oh, no. one word answers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, no, because I was. Hey, bug oh, asked me a question. No. Okay. See.
1: <laughs> nope. No. See, so he asked me a question. I said no. no nope. Answer. But. But now moving over to the Eastern Conference Finals, yep. Alex. Burp, Wait, no, wait, hold on. I'm trying
0: to think how it goes. Where are you going for that one? Yeah, that was a little bit lower of a key, but yes, yes, that one.
1: Well, I mean
0: that- <laughs> That's the same key, it's just in a different octave. Different octave, whatever! Learn your music I've been on for
1: so long!
0: Learn your, learn your music Loan kid. your music,
1: yeah, loan your music to yeah, I'll,
0: i Yeah, I'll loan my music to you. You want to know why? Because you suck. You play the cymbals. <laughs> no, I don't! <laughs> <It was> just- <laughs> yeah, I played... Symbols for two seasons in indoor marching and everything yeah, else. So it was yes, either- ladies and
1: <laughs> gentlemen, that is a thing. Yeah. No, I'm just making sure that some people don't know that, okay?
0: Here, Here's Alex's notes. No. <laughs> it was... <laughs> <play> it was- <ünkü> <speaking>
1: <speaking> yeah, that's, that's literally... Putting on the Ritz. Sorry,
0: I'll put Ritz. you on the Ritz. How about that? So. Yes, you're Carolina. Sorry. Burr, 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 okay. So burr, 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 this, this burr, burr, is going to be my, my little soapbox here. Well, we don't need a violin. No. <laughs> shut up. The Canes. I'm proud of the Canes. Uh, even. Will you shut your mouth? <laughs> I'm trying to make I'm trying to set the mood. The, no. 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 oh what's the amazon thing oh
1: uh no no what's her name alexa hey alexa set
0: Set the the mood mood. Uh, you're You're in in the the bush bush. getting so (laughs) dirty and sweaty in the bush because you're in the bush and it's hot in the bush
1: (laughs) reboot rebush. i mean reboot (laughs) (laughs) super bowl commercials guys go back
0: (laughs) i'm happy that the canes got this far the Crusade may be over for this year, but you know what? Think about where the Canes were last year versus where they are this year. They made it all the way to the Eastern Final. Regardless of whether or not they got swept, they could have lost in four, five, six, seven. Who cares? Doesn't, 12 doesn't it's impossible, matter. but 12. You know what? Even if they lost 12 to nothing every single game. Okay. No, no. I would still be proud of this Kane's team. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, sure. Yes. Okay. You want to know why? Because they got there. Even if they got completely demolished by the Bruins, which they did, they were taken completely out of their skates. They were flustered. They weren't ready.
1: Mrazek was not the same.
0: No. And, but and
1: Kirkle, you know, they Kirk, did. Kirkle McElhaney. Curtis McElhaney did not come. He should have. He should have kept playing. I'm. He I, did
0: what he. We, he did his best. He was given an opportunity. I love Brendan Moore, but this I is, understand Mrazic is your starter.
1: You ride the hot hand no matter who's playing. Listen, the only reason why Marc-Andre Fleury got pulled from Matt Murray on a 2017 run, Alex, you know this, was because of the fact that Fleury lost a pair of games in Ottawa. Or, pardon me, in Pittsburgh. Sorry. Or, no, P- uh, Washington. Washington.
0: Uh, ah, yes. Fleury no, lost a no, pair of games. It was against Ottawa. Because yes cuz flurry beat Pittsburgh. Oh, flurry beat Washington uh, Tide. Shut up. I need coffee. Get out of here. Bartender. Back to my soapbox. The Canes did it. They got to the conference final. And you know what? It's just a huge thing and it's a big indicator of what's to come. The the Hurricanes fans have really bought in. All of the investors have bought in. You know, kind of Tommy Dunn sold the AAF. <laughs> he did. I needed up Just like it up and get playoff tickets. You're doing a great job, but the I'm already is putting, exciting. I'm already putting, I'm just I'm putting this right now. The okay. Carolina hurricanes are making the playoffs next year and they're getting past the second round Mark it right now, folks, May 23rd, Excuse 651. Me. Oh, they're making it past the first round. Depend. We'll have to see how. Oh well, no! You got to get a definitive answer, Alex. Okay, right now, right now, the Carolina right Hurricanes now. are making the playoffs. Making the playoffs. Making the playoffs. My words are getting no, 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 no. tongue. They're making the playoffs. Yep. They're getting into the second round. Second round. Mark it. Six fifty-one p.m. Eastern Standard
1: Time. Five twenty-three is the date. May twenty-third of twenty nineteen. Mark it here on your calendars now, boys. This time next and year. And
0: girls and other people.
1: And everybody, all the kinds of people. By May 2nd of 2020, after I'll be maybe happily married.
0: Hopefully dead.
1: I won't be dead. I'll make it through it somehow. It. The Canes will be still in the playoffs. Yes. And the Leafs may not be. We'll get to that later. That'll, that'll be a... Can I, can I request an angry August for that? I know we talk about him during the season, but... No. No. Can I show for Babcock? No. We'll talk about it. No. We got a
0: couple months before Hey, that. Buck, Buck ask, ask me if we can do it.
1: Hey, Alex. No! <laughs> but the team that moves on, of course, is Boston. They're looking
0: good. And let me tell you, this final... They're not looking good. Screw that. They looked good against the Canes. Didn't look good in any other series other than Toronto. They looked good in that series. They looked, they looked confident. Vulnerable. They, that's, that's what they look. But so does St. Louis. Both teams look vulnerable. Okay, guess what? Here's the thing: we knew that St. Louis has vulnerabilities. They are not supposed to be this. But we knew that about Boston. But
1: Toronto and Columbus just had much more vulnerable spots, and Carolina was just too darn flustered that they were in that position. Now, yes, it's going to be interesting because you have now. My first thing I look at in what looking at this series: Bruce Cassidy versus Craig Berube. Bruce Cassidy. Is a tactical individual. His job is to make sure the right players are on the ice at the right time. We learned in Washington he couldn't do it back in the day. Couldn't do it. He didn't, of course, then again. He, all he had was Yarmour, Yager and.
0: He had Ovechkin at that time, didn't he?
1: Nope. He was he was fired long before that. I remember. It was a coach then, but it was not Bruce Cassidy. Hold on, hold on. You had Yager. It was 2002. Oh, so then you had Yager. Kolzig. You had
0: Kolzig. You had Summon. No, Alexander Simon was still, oh, he was not even. No, 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 not Simon. Um, um, oh, what's his name? What's, oh, oh, oh. Um, didn't he have Adam Oates at that point? No, Oates was with Anaheim. Who is on no, the no, roster? Hey, Hold on. Look up the I'm two, looking this Look up, up
1: the 2002-2003 Washington Capitals. Because remember, that was one of the years.
0: But I'm, I'm th- think. oh, I'm thinking of the 2001-2002 Capitals.
1: Well, either or. They were not good. No, because Cassidy coached in 2001 with the Griffins. 2001, 2002. Go to 02, 03. But the thing is, is that Craig Barube is not. He yes, he's a coach. You got to have, you know, you have your X's and O's, but he's a much more spirited guy. Cassidy will go through the wall, like Babcock, with for line matchups. He's going to do everything he can to make sure the right guys are on the ice when he's at home, even on the road. If he can get a team on the ice or line on the ice to go up against the line he wants. Barube. Yes, there is that point you want to have the right line out there, but he's not going to
0: do it as much. Oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read off names from the 2002, 2003 three roster. Read notable names. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So we got Peter Bondra um, at the end of his career. Peter Bondra. Yep. Sergey Gonchar, you had him. Oh gosh, and he was Mike Greer. Yeah. Um, Yager. uh, Carl Johansson. Who? Uh, he was the Swedish defenseman. He was okay. Hence why I had no idea. <laughs> um, Olaf Kozig, Robert Lang, Michael Nylander, uh, Matt Pettinger. Remember, that team took a dip
1: fast. They were really good in one got beat by Pittsburgh in that first round, led by Mario Lemieux himself, and then Jager goes over there and they uh, suck. They had Zubris. Daniel Zubris? Oh, gosh, that yeah. guy's older than dirt.
0: <laughs> Even uh, then. And the only other one... Oh, Chris Simon. Chris Simon and then Brian Southerby. You
1: know, great, skilled Chris Simon. I'm telling you, that guy. Remember the one time he chopped a guy's head off almost?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, when you're that tall.
1: (laughs) Gosh almighty. But the point is, going back to the series at hand, and after talking about how bad the Capitals were back then, you have a very tactical general, a war general in Bruce Cassidy, and a guy that slowly goes in the locker room and just is Gets everyone fired up. May not be the smartest with X and O's, but Craig Berube has gotten this team on track in the St. Louis Blues. He did not do it because he put the right line out there. He didn't do it because he put the right pairing out there. He did it because he had a very good goaltender, and he got the guys to play in front of him. That's where Berube and Cassidy are different. That said, we have to look at the matchups that we're going to look at here. So I took these from, of course, left wing walk. These are the majority lines that are going to happen. Arshan Bergeron Pasternak. Probably the best line in these playoffs. Arguably. Okay. Going up against Schwartz, Shen, and Tarasenko.
0: No. Uh uh-uh. uh. You think No. You wanna know why? You're wrong. What's what is what does left wing Locke have listed as the second line for the Blues? David Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, and Sammy Blaze. That's gonna be that that's who's gonna be playing against the first line a lot. You think I mean, it's Ryan O'Reilly versus Patrice Bergeron? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Yeah, it's a face-off
1: battle. You need to win those. But in that case, put Bozak out there. But then you put Bozak out there, and then you have Maroon trying to chase down Marsh and Pasternak. Bingo. You can't do that. Line oh, yeah. two. Well, no. no That's the line you – no, you can't do that because well, that's the line that Cassidy wants out there because he knows how slow Maroon is, and Bozak is not slide of foot either. Now, Maybe yes, you just switch him up. Yes, you have Robert Thomas out there that can keep up with them, but you can't have one of your three guys that are able to skate fast. I guess Bergeron ain't the fastest either, but compared to Maroon – he is Usain Bolt. You
0: don't need to be necessarily fast. You just got to get your stick in front of those passes. You got to block up their passes. You have to be able plays. to get
1: back and be able to cover those passes, Alex.
0: Okay. So, don't go full bore all guys in, in behind the net. But that's that's his game. That's Maroons' game though. 8, eight feet off the wall is where the Blues could dominate this series. Dude, 2 one two. Up and down the
1: ice is going to be tough. Two one
0: two. Patrick Maroon playing right in the middle. That's where he belongs. No, one
1: three one. Trap him, darn it. Hook him and hold him. You're man. right. 1-4. <laughs> On the blue line. Dump it in. Block him. Elbow him. Stick him. Don't let him by you. <laughs> he does not cross the blue line without getting an elbow, a stick, a skate, a knee, anything. Old-fashioned
0: Chris Bronger
1: hip check? Oh, yeah. Rob Blake hip check. Oh, Rob Blake Beauty. That's not a hip check, that's a booty check. That's a quadricep buster there. That's a booty call.
0: Hey, why don't they you know what? I'm not gonna get into... Grandma, one. there's a difference between a booty call and a butt dial. you are
1: gonna get out go here. We got some.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard that on the radio the other day. It's so funny. <laughs> Grandma, there's a difference between a booty call and a butt dial. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> can that be the name of the show, Booty Calls and Butt Dials? <laughs> no. Yes,
1: I like it. So the third line <laughs> is going to be Mark <laughs> Johansson, trying <gasps> to call Dante Hyman versus <gasps> Maroon Mar- 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 Bozak and Robert Thomas. Focus. Miss <laughs> Mackey. no. But the second line, I listen. The first line, yes, you have to look at that and say the Bergeron line is better than the Shan line. Why? Because Marshann and Pasta can play tougher than Schwartz and Tarasenko can. And I understand, yes, where I just said, St. Louis has been a very physical team. Boston can elevate that because they have the physicality with the skill to back it up. Like I said, Jake DeBrus, David... Now, yes, David Backus you'll see a lot of in this series because he's a physical presence. He may get rotated in line in and out. He was in the second line with Krejci and DeBrus for a little bit in Game 4. But I like would like to see how they respond to that. David Perron can play physical. O'Reilly can play physical. Sammy Blaze can play physical. But then it's the third and fourth lines where I think the Blues may have the advantage. Like I said, Robert Thomas, Tyler Bozak, Patrick Maroon have been great. Because why? You have the young, squirrely, squirrely Robert Thomas with the face-off, efficient man, Tyler Bozak, who can, is a very good playmaker, and the mucker and grinder, hometown boy, Patrick Maroon, going up against Marcus Johansson, Charlie Coyle, and Dante Hyna. Now, yes, Charlie Coyle has been amazing this playoff for Boston. Been, Charlie in charge. That may have been one of the biggest pickups this trade deadline. One of the more underrated ones for sure. But then the fourth line. Nordstrom, Corrali, and Achari for Boston going up against Barbachev, Sunquist, and Alex Steen. Remember, Leaf great Alex Steen. But that is where I think the Blues have an advantage. I think the depth of the line is where St. Louis could take advantage in this series. Top two lines, yes. You may as well just point at Boston and be like, they got it. But how long? How much does the first two lines play? Well, it's going to all depend on how the line matchups go, like I said. Because
0: Krejci can play 40 minutes, no problem. Uh, it's not like he used to. Not, like, not he used to, like he used to, but he still can.
1: I don't no, no, say 40, 20 minutes. Bergeron can, play,
0: Bergeron can play 20 minutes comfortably. Marshawn can play 20 minutes comfortably. Your second line, they can do a bit more, but you have to make sure that nobody goes in the box. Right, and you got to make sure you have the right... You have the right players, the right spots. It's really going to, and, and I, we, we talked about this with Carolina, it's going to be a matter of staying out of the penalty box.
1: Because you cannot let that first PP unit get out there.
0: Right. The
1: second power play unit is good, yes. I'm not going to deny him that. But, but Marshawn and Bergeron. But you put the Harlem Globetrotters on the ice, they'll make you look like a bunch of idiots. Not a bunch of jerks, a bunch of idiots.
0: Because they're just, they're just lethal. They're going to make you look like clockwork. Freaking, get Mickey Mouse on the screen and start whistling Steamboat Willie. It's over. And one thing we kind we kind of discussed a little bit with Laura was how Chara's
1: health is. He didn't play in game four. Didn't need to, of course, obviously, with up 3-0 in the series. But what's his health like? Now, yes, like I said, they had a, over a week off before the finals. There's two, 20 sep- days. There's two separate three-day breaks in this series. There's plenty of time to heal up if you're Chara. Dude, he's
0: fine. But, He's going to
1: be okay. But, like I said, the physicality, the toughness that the Blues are going to have against him. I, I, I don't expect Chara to crumble like Carlson, but Chara's at his age and his body are not the same than he were f- shoot, five years ago. Okay, unless
0: up. Patrick Maroon knocks him straight unconscious, it's not going to happen. That's a battle I'm going to want to see. Dude, Patrick Maroon. Dude, I want Ryan O'Reilly versus Bozak, Sitar- get
1: the puck, chip it in the red line. Maroon, get in there as fast as you can, which is going to be in... He's there, okay. okay. But hey, he could beat. I think Patrick Maroon and Zdeno are and fast skater. I'll pick Maroon. Well, yeah, no, Maroon just got to get like a good start before Bozak chips it in. Like he's got to cross the blue line as it gets dumped in and just
0: put it in Char's court. This that's, this listen, game is going to be a matter of who wins the backboard battle. Who's eight feet off
1: the boards? That's where this series is going to be won. And you can and like I said, if you're St. Louis, you have got to be smart in the neutral zone because the Bruins, those top two lines, are so good and so
0: quick. Of getting the puck, bringing it right back in, creating scoring chances. You got to watch the slot. That, that, that really, it's keep, what it is. Keep, don't because b- you you know that Boston's going to do the same thing that they always do. They're either going to bring it off the side or they're going to dump it in, win that battle off the backboard, and, and throw it in the in front, slot every time. And it works. That it happens to Freddie. It happened in the Carolina series against Peter and Curtis, and it. It's got them to where they are today.
1: And this is where I like... And yes, granted, the Blues have never been in the <laughs> Cup. Granted. The Blues, that's a real mineral. None of these Blues have been in the finals. Uh, well, technically... Okay. Tactically, Oscar Bo Sonquist won Meester? a championship. No, Bo Meester's never been in the Cup final. Has never. he really? No. Remember, he played with Florida and Calgary. And, Cal- and both of their teams, bad years. Mm. Well, granted, Bo Meester did come in the league when Luongo did. Which should tell you a lot. <laughs> but... The, the, the experience the defense have for St. Louis will be key because they'll know, yes, the first couple games are just going to be dumb. They're just going to be dumb hockey. Not even Michael Delzato. Oh, my goodness. But man, Michael Delzato, where are, you, are you just thinking of guys that haven't been in the cup final?
0: No, I'm just thinking I'm looking at the Blues. What are you looking at? Michael Delzato. What are he, you lo- he's on at? He's on the Blues roster. No, go down. He's right there. What?
1: What, is, what did that happen? Oh, is that one of those dumb traded? Yeah, he's he's not a guy that plays, though. Yeah, I mean,
0: he's still technically on the roster.
1: Oh, he's a black ace. Okay. I totally forgot that ever happened. So I had to look over at your laptop. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, folks, that's how I know. Hey, Laura didn't know that we had Ron Hainsey. <laughs> well- hey, Jared Carrow's <laughs> on there. Oh, Gosh! Heck yeah, baby! Centennial Classic losing goaltender Jared Coreau. <laughs> That's how bad Detroit was, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Ott got his face bashed in by Matt Martin, and Jared Coreau was the
0: starting. And Sveshnikov didn't play outside. No, Sveshnikov wasn't even drafted. Or who am I? Th- who is the Toronto player that got traded right before that game?
1: No, that was the 14 game, the 2014 game, when John Michael Alice got traded after warmups.
0: Oh, that's, that's who it
1: was. To Carolina for Tim Gleason. Dave Nonis was an idiot. <laughs> Those were some bad times. Anyways. But it's going to, like, the defense court, like you said, they don't go up against each other, but it's going to be the the Ochara and just smart, physical, like know how to get away with stuff in the playoffs against the Blues veteran core that's played many games, never in the finals, of course, but having to go through it. It could be, listen, skill-wise, Boston Hat may have the advantage. But you cannot say that this series is going to be decided by the players when you have the two best goaltenders in the playoffs. And that is not just because, Alex, that these two goaltenders are in the Stanley Cup final. They are the two best goaltenders. You have the inevitable Smythe Trophy winner in Tuka Rask, if they win. And you have the hopefully inevitable Calder Trophy winner in Jordan Bennington. Who, let's be honest, if he has a great series, he could be a candidate for Consmyth. Uh, this is what Cons- this is what though. I want. What?
0: Smythe in the first year though? I don't think so.
1: Kenny Dryden. Yeah. And let's be honest, Matt Murray could have too if yeah if NBC was not biased for Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Listen. It's well, it's possible. Listen, if Bennington gets put up with the work he's going to be put up with the Bruins,
0: you'd be dumb not to. Yeah, well, it's also possible that the Conn Smythe Trophy could go to someone that's not in the series. Zedano chart? No, no, no. It's possible. It's never happened. It's possible.
1: It, it never will. It's a possibility. Yes, Alex, also oh, a possibility that I could get in the NHL tomorrow. You know how likely that is? 0.1. No, bro, actually, no, it's Zero point zero 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 zero. Bro, you couldn't even make it in the Fed. Shut up. Exactly my point, but it's possible. And it's still possible that someone from the Columbus Blue Jackets could win the... Shut up. But, listen. Bennington is gonna have to play out of his mind. Yep. Again. And he's gonna have to look super cool and super calm doing it. Like cool, like calm, cold, cool. Not like cool, because let's be honest. His interviews suck. I would hate to be in the press in the in those scrums, those press media scrums, and I have to ask some questions, knowing full well that you ain't gonna get Jack Squat. The only time we ever saw any animation from him was after that hand pass goal. That's the first time ever. That's like not quite Eddie Belfort bad, because Eddie Belfort would have attacked the refs. But nonetheless, sorry. Back to the series at hand. Rask has been the difference. The Rask la- like this Bruins team was as good or if not a little better than they were last year.
0: However, Rask was not that good this year. Rask has always been good. It's just been a defensive issue. But rat no uh,
1: no Rask has he's he's given up the softy at the wrong time. And let's be
0: honest. Well, that's just been Rask. He gets into his groove, and then something throws him off. But that's however, been rask. But however, in these playoffs, it has not happened.
1: He's well, lost. What, he's what? lost?
0: He's lost Boston games. He's so, lost.
1: A, he hasn't lost them games entirely, though. It's not like it's been as egregious as it has been before. That's why he's. You cannot look at anyone else on that Boston team and give them the consmite. Tuka Rask has been the MVP for this team because he has been able to steal games, something that they have not seen since super tea party Tim Thomas did back in 2011. They've, not, never, they've never had that from Tuukka They've never had it where he can steal. He's always been, yes, he's been good. He's been able to give his team a chance to win, but he's never been able to steal games on a consistent basis. Brad Marchand has. Stop that. <laughs> Don't get me in that trouble again. He, he has. Listen, Marshall President's joke. Back to this. It's going to be
0: Rask. Well, yeah, they're they're a satirical publication. That's what they do.
1: It's going to be Jordan Whittington versus Tuca up to the Rask. No, I went there. No. Uh, up to the up to the
0: rat up to the task no. Rask. No, no. It, it rhymes. at the that, same. That's enough of that. No, no, I'll never. That's get that. that's enough of that. But,
1: but the point, the big part, is going to be who's going to play better. Because you run to a hot goaltender, and it's over. If Bennington does not do his job, if he is not 110,
0: yes, I know it's impossible to go over 100%, but he needs to play above 100% in this series. Yeah, these these guys are going to have to compete. It's going to be really a skills competition. Kind of like a shootout. Shut up! (laughs) Shootouts are a joke, they're a lie, they're a conspiracy. Fake news! Yes, for the last 13 years. You got a hairpiece there, bud? Fake news. You looking like a hot Cheeto there, bud? Fake news. Thank you. Thank you very much. You got you got a you got a Q tip for a vice president there, bud.
1: I don't have a I don't have a helicopter going on right now, so it's okay. But the point is, Sedato
0: Chara is going to win this cup. Cedado, he's going to win it you're for right. the great You're
1: right. Sedato right. Char is somehow going to win in Game Seven. He's going to get a shot from the point. It's going to go in. It's going to be stupid.
0: You want to know the best player on the on the Boston Bruins? It's definitely Charlie Coyle. You want to know why? Good American boy. I know it. He's not from a different country. I would get... Okay, I'm not gonna get into this. You're it's done too you're far. You're it's too dead. far. So okay, let's finish this up. Predictions. Who's gonna win and in how many games? You go first. No. You go first. It's always been you. Yes,
1: and I'm always wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you first. Let's keep it up. You first. No. No, you, because I no. still picked the Bruins in the last series and they won I said seven, but they won in four.
0: No. Nope. You go first. Nope. You go first. It's always you. Alex. No. Alex. I will hold this show hostage. That. oh, What? No, I'm oh. going to hold this show hostage here. I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't care. You nope. Pick. No. Pick. No. Nope. Pick. No. Nope. Pick. No. Nope. Pick. Hey, bug. Pick. No. Pick. No. Pick. No. Pick. Three hours later. Pick. Darn it. Dude, we could stay here all night. I'll do this forever. I got water. Pick. No. <laughs> Please. Hmm. Let me think about it. It's been a couple. Of... No. Your cases deserve losing four games. They deserve to be embarrassed on national television. Yeah, and you know what? The Maple Leafs didn't make it past the first round. What's it to you? <laughs> at least
1: they won a game against. Uh, who am I kidding? Uh, I was gonna say they at least won a game against Boston, but I'm like, no,
0: got nothing. Nope. Pick. No. Pick. I, I'm gonna show this. I'm, no. Fine. Bruins in six.
1: Thank you. They win it in St. Louis. So they have the nice little, oh, yes, our Blues team made it here, and we won a game in the final. So they have a the little, little, you know, participation clap for getting there. But yeah, it'll be the Bruins skating around with the Stanley Cup. And the offseason will be the most miserable ever. This show is going to end the Angry August episode one will be the city of Boston. Again. Because let's be honest, we pretty much had that the last three weeks of the show. But it's going to happen again. Because what else are we going to be able to talk about in August? You're right, Alex. Boston. Who do you have?
0: I don't know.
1: I know. You're going to pick, darn it. I waited. We waited three
0: hours for this. You're going to pick now. (laughs) But but both are viable options. You're right, Alex. Can I just say the game, the series will end in seven? Sure. But who's going to win it, though?
1: No. Hey, Laura picked, Laura said the Blues to win in seven, but everyone's picking the Bruins in five, which is possible.
0: Okay. Oh! Quit yawning and pick, darn it. Well, I've been here for about four hours, including the three hours of waiting for well, you to you pick. You wouldn't pick. I told you I'd hold this show hostage. Um, Bruins in five, Blues in seven, or Bruins in seven? No, it's got to be one definitive pick. Mm. Get after it. I'm too tired. Hey, we still have more to talk about.
1: Wake up. Let's go. Mm.
0: Blues in seven.
1: Blues in seven. Alex is going mm. optimistic. Remember, he I'm, picked.
0: I'm not sure about. He also don't, picked don't he also picked
1: the Canes in seven, too. And look you up. know
0: what? Because I'm a homer. Not really, Wait, but well, you're a homer. Homer. I'm a homer. You
1: live in Michigan.
0: I'm a snowbird? Question mark? just say you liked you had
1: a bias in that series you can say that
0: the crusade had to continue we were going for the cup it was the crusade
1: the crusade for the But cup. you got stuck by the
0: night you say nee
1: cuz remember it's the crusade y- and the holy yes, grail okay.
0: yes Tyler I, I was there
1: you got attacked by the killer bunny <laughs> i mean i know a he's a wood. i know he's a rat but it's a flesh wound no that's a different oh my god different different scene you're jumping scenes here, Alex. Ain't jump cuts. We can't do that. It's hard to do that with audio. Actually, it's very easy to do with audio. But we got it at it. There you go. Jump cuts. Cut it out. There we go. Okay, moving on.
0: Okay, Family Matters. Uh, it was
1: Full House. You idiot.
0: I know. I just like pissing you off. Oh! House. I know. I just like pissing you off. Ah! I know. Talk about the other stuff. Other news. Um, so Mike Modano. Mike Modano. Yeah, Mike Molemo.
1: What? Moslimo. What? No, Mike Modano's a great man. Good man. Good
0: teeth. No, he's not a great man. We won a wipe because he played for Detroit.
1: Listen. He ruined it. Hey, Alfie, he you're, ruined you're right. It. You're right. Alfie did the same
0: thing. I know. Exactly. He ruined it. But he signed a one-day contract and retired with that. Shut up. Mike Medano. Mike Medano has been named an executive advisor for the Minnesota Wild. Which is cool. You know, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, he got drafted in Minnesota back in 1988, coming out of the... The Minnesota North Stars.
1: Yes, so. Oh yes, it was the Dallas franchise now. But nonetheless, going back to the city where he was drafted, which is cool. I mean, going to advisor role. So pretty much, Minnesota's trying to do what Edmonton does, except with players that were not ever on their franchise
0: i don't care what anyone says but i'm just saying hot take x players should not be front office playbook. well that's why he's just an advisor though advisor for what just an advisor for the team gets
1: paid a few thousand dollars comes making make an appearance at banquets stuff like that comes gets free tickets to games says hello every so often
0: like yeah that's what they do advisor for what though dude don't forget paul Coffey lives in ontario but he's an advisor for the oilers Exactly, it makes no sense. What is he an advisor for? The players probably a uh, Don't you have a captain for that?
1: Listen, it's just a, it's a it's an image thing. Uh, that's pretty much what this
0: is. I'd rather have Zach Parise. Zach, Zach, yeah.
1: Zach Parise. Zach Parise. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah,
0: I'd have rather. I, How long has your day been? I mean, since I've been waiting about three hours for you to make an answer, it's been pretty long.
1: Well, however, Alex, there was another hiring today—a
0: pretty big one. Were you going to say it or what? No, you can say it. You're the host. Fine. Be the host. DJ Smith has been hired by the Ottawa Senators as the new head coach with a three-year deal. Wow! <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Back to the news. No, if Hockey news today. DJ Smith, three-year deal, Ottawa
1: Senators. We don't work for the hockey news. Here's the real question. We don't though, work for the
0: hockey news. Here's a real question, though, folks. Is he the best fit for the team? This is coming from well, f- an organization that bashed the Toronto Maple Leafs for having a crappy defense. By the way, they're going to hire the defense <laughs> of coach from the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is an outrage. This is gall. You're the gall.
1: To, you're, you're trying to go Jim full Jim Ross over here.
0: My gall. <laughs> the gall of this team. The goal and bash the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not, not, Cubs win. Uh, Cubs uh, win. Oh, no, you're going Harry Carey now? Hold on, hold on. Give me, the, give me the glasses. Give me the glasses. No.
1: I gotta do the glasses. No. Give me the glasses. Give me, yeah.
0: No. You don't have the glasses on. You can't fake the glasses. <laughs> they don't know. Actually, I don't know. I couldn't do it because it's not. But, they're, but they're seri- just, in all seriousness, is DJ Smith the best fit for the You this say game? it in
1: that voice, it makes me all serious. No. Well, okay. The, listen, it's funny because Kip Rios went on Hockey Central saying that they're going to talk to Patrick Waugh by the end of this week.
0: Well, yeah, so did
1: Elliot Friedman on the 31 Thought Podcast. Everyone thought Patrick Wall is going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. Okay, no, and
0: not necessarily that he was going to be the guy. It was that he was... He was favored.
1: He was a, he was a good pick. Listen, and yeah. I credit where credit to Mark Crawford. He tried to do everything with this team. I think they played better under Mark Crawford. Now, whether or not he could do it for a full season, I'm not sure. But they want it. The point is, I think, is that Patrick Wall was going to want to win coming in here. He was going to want to win. He wasn't going to want to dilly-dally with a rebuilding team. Yes, he was. Going to, he's going to want to get paid NHL salary as a coach, but he wanted a winning team. D.J. Smith is going to be a guy that's going to be pretty much brought it in there, be a point in the locker room saying, listen, guys, we're here to develop. We're not here to win. Translation, placeholder. Yes, but that's why it's, a th- that's why it's funny it's a three-year deal. I, they're, unless they're going to expect... Three, listen, Jacques Martin was going to be the guy, too. He's going to go back to Ottawa and have a resurgence like when they had when when they had a great goaltender by the name of Patrick Laleem and Chris Neal was a rookie and Alexei Yashin. No, wait, Alexei Yashin was there? No, he wasn't. He wasn't there anymore. You're right. But you know what I'm saying? DJ Smith is going to be a guy that's just going to try to develop the players, teach the defense. He can't uh,
0: develop. No.
1: Well, it's going to be a test. You go to Belleville
0: for that. Dude,
1: Dallas Aikens got thrown into the Oilers after a successful career at the Marlies.
0: It didn't work out. This may not work out with DJ Smith. It's not going to. The Ottawa Senators are treading water, and they're like, crap, we need something. To, we need something." So you know what's going to happen is they're going to sign DJ Smith to three years. By the way, they already did. And if they suck, they're going to blame it on him. He's no. going to be the, he's the new scapegoat. Dude, if
1: the, if the fingers are – listen, you cannot point fingers at DJ Smith unless something happens and lock him. I don't know. But, listen, everything's at Pierre Dorian. Nothing should be at the coach. Nothing. Not a single thing. I gave up on pointing the finger at Guy Boucher five games into the regular season. Here's the thing, though. Is Pierre Dorian is still the guy. He's the problem. Yeah, okay. but is he going to get fired? No. No, because Eugene Melnick won't. Exactly. But listen, what? how many more fingers can you point at Eugene Melnick? But that's P- what I'm
0: saying. But Pierre Dorian keeps doing this, though. He- DJ Smith is the scapegoat. Yes, Pierre Dorian's the he's problem. Not, Eugene a- Melnick's the problem. Both of those guys are... Are the reason why the Ottawa Senators don't deserve to have a hockey team anymore. And but you know what, DJ Smith is going to be their scapegoat. And they're going to say, you know what, after maybe two years or maybe three, if they let his contract go all the way through, he's not going to be there anymore. Maybe they'll only have him for one year. I just buy out his contract. The
1: the fact of the matter is, Yes, there's no there's still is like no good sign for. Listen, the the only thing good about the Senators right now is their young talent. They got branched from on defense. They got Shabbat on defense. Hot Bacho They still have Brady Kachuk. They still have Bobby Ryan. <laughs> but they but the point is that there's still there is talent there. The problem is, and my goodness, Anders Nielsen in goal. He played, he stole some games for the Sens. A couple against the Leafs too, but I just. What does this team need to I mean, like I said, I think DJ Smith's there just so develop. No expectations whatsoever for him, no expectations for the team. It could be good. This team's supposed to be bad. If they can get all the dumb off the ice, off ice stuff out of the way and keep that out, that's perfect. That's what this team needs. They're gonna have a lot of cap room. They can make some moves. I'm not saying go. I'm not saying buy. Don't do that. But get some players in there. That get some character guys in there that can lead this team. Get some guys in here that are talented, but can show these young kids the way. Show them how to play in the NHL. How to be a professional. Be an NHLer. And eventually, this team will be good again. Will it be next year? Probably not. Will it be the year after? Maybe. Third year? You hope so. In this league now, there's so much parity this league has. It is easy to rebuild a team. That's why I said, Carolina, you never know. They may make it next year. They may not. The Devils may not make it next year. They may. Who knows? They, they could be a team. They're getting Jack Hughes. Taylor Hall may not be hurt all season. They're not having Corey Schneider as a goaltender. Well, they probably still have to, but. But the point is that it's so easy to do it now that the Oilers, that's why you give them three years because hopefully by year three or the year after, they'll be a good team. Of course, Elliot Friedman, in that same swoop about DJ Smith getting hired, there's also reports that Jim Hiller, assistant coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, will also be looking to move on, which does open up the bench next to Mike Babcock. And one of the predictions and one of the favorites, according to many, not just Friedman, Bob McKenzie, Chris Johnson, all saying that Paul McFarland could be a candidate. Who? Paul McFarland, assistant coach of the Florida Panthers. Hmm. You're right. Team that was pretty bad last year. However, he ran the power play. A power play, despite having a poor team outside of that five-on-five and goaltending. Sorry, Luongo. Sorry, James. Love you both. Power play that was second best in the league. Hmm. 26.77% was their power play.
0: You know, we did talk about how the Leafs and the power play weren't really that good, and we... Well, we, they were good for the first month. And then how Dubis was like, you know what? We didn't really have the best power play. Mm. You do have Nobody a point can there. hear you right now. You know that, right? You do have a point there. I'm sorry that I'm
1: not screaming. I'm sorry. Well, you're not... But anyways, the point is that there's possibilities. And you know what? Palmer would be a good pick. He'd be a good pickup. What yeah. What do you mean the cap flirt? note? I'm kidding. The coaches don't count. I'm just saying that they should. No. Yes, dude. Then we couldn't afford Babcock. Yeah, you could. You would just have to raise the cap. We're going to have to, you have to raise it a lot for Babcock. Raise the cap to 200 million. No, you're going to get some dog. You're going to get the janitor as a coach. You're just going to buy the team and let them play. So it's going to happen, Alex. It's going to be an off. I love your thinking, but quit playing. Be mode and mode. Let's think real here. I mean, think about it, though. Okay, you call the KHL up and you have them try that, and we'll see how it goes.
0: And I don't want to talk to you're, the mob.
1: you're trying about to say you're right. There is no cap hit, because the mob if sits
0: I, there like, this St. Petersburg and Moscow. That's it. Anyways. If I wanted to talk to a mob, I'd go to Uccellos or Vitalis. Or- oh, yeah
1: the, yeah, the Grand Rapids mob, whatever. But Do, uh, we're not getting kay. into it. Nope. Nope. Okay, fine. We're not doing we're it. We're not doing it. Like we're not talking about Slav Voinov. Anyways,
0: moving on. So, um, yeah. I don't really have any other NHL news, but Ty. Yes. You your your point of expertise is usually the juniors.
1: Which, by the way, Memorial Cup, Prince Albert did not win a game, so the WHL champion has not won in now has not won a single game in the round robin in four years in the world cup
0: that's bad but or or or, or your other point of expertise or at least in the most recent times, has been the world championship ah yes you know everyone's complaining about there's no hockey like i said before but there was a lot of good
1: hockey a lot of fun hockey to talk about i mean heck germany Alex, like we said was first place in the pool at one point but then again they only played you know Brent, france britain and denmark but, yes, yeah, talk about it today. Canada somehow tying the game against Swiss. Now, yes, I say that. And like, wait, what do you mean Canada and Swiss were close? Listen, it's the World Championships. Dumb happens. Remember Cristobal Huey? Yeah. Remember how many games he stole from Canada? Yeah. But listen, they tied up with 0.4 seconds left. Mark Stone wins another game for Canada. Listen, Mark Stone, he's looking like that $9 million for Vegas. Looking pretty good. He's a pretty good player. He scored the game winning goal in overtime. Russia beats the United States 4-3. Finland. Make sure I have this right here. Yes, Finland in overtime over Sweden. I had to make sure I had it right because it was is one of the Scandinavian teams. But somehow pulled out a win over the Swedes. 5-4 win. Big win with Sakari Mennonen getting the game-winning goal. Another great matchup between... Sweden and Finland. I'm trying to get my stats here to have my thing here. Dude. Well, no, because I'm going to talk about William Nylander here in a second. Okay, dude. What? Oh, you're just saying. Oh, yeah. And the Czechs, and the Czechs beating the Germans 5-1. So setting up the... You could really say the Czechs check the German around. Ha! Ha!
0: You're hilarious, Alex. That's funny! You're funny. Said no one ever. My girlfriend thinks I'm kind of funny. Then she tells me I'm not funny. And then she says that while she's laughing, which makes no sense. So Canada versus... You don't, don't make dollars. You don't make sense. They will right,
1: Saturday. Canada plays the Czechs. And Russia plays Finland. We can see a Russia-Canada final again. Unless the Czechs are able to pull off up the upset, which is entirely possible. But one of the big stories has been the play of one William Nylander. Who would have thought? William Nylander, a good hockey player. He has scored 18 points in eight games, which leads the tournament. That's
0: pretty good. He's a good player on international ice.
1: Yes, and everyone's like, you know, and of course all the Leafs page are like, what does this mean for the Leafs today? he's good again and yada, yada, yada? And I say, He's yeah. not,
0: no, he's always been, he's, it's the same skill level. It's just he's better on Olympic ice.
1: But the thing is, like, everyone's getting a little overhead. Listen, he's been playing with Elias Pedersen and Patrick Hornquist. Buddy Alex, you would score 10 points with that line.
0: Hell yeah.
1: You just have to tap the puck and let them go skating. <laughs> Literally, I would just leave my stick on Secondary, the goal line. is Mr. Secondary Assist Alex Gould. Cool. That's what he'd be. Hell yeah. American born German from. Wait, what? He's German. He's playing for the Swedes. Listen, guys, we don't, don't make the rules. Don't
0: forget ru- my Spanish background. We
1: don't make the rules up here.
0: But yeah, but Spain's not in the top division, though. No. Not, because not, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, they're just not good.
1: Not good enough. Hey, hey, Great Britain is still in the top division. They beat. Did you see that game? No. They were down 3-0 to France. You act like I care about the World Championships. Dude, it's a big deal because Great Britain hasn't done this since the 50s. Since before Vietnam. Nam? Nam! Buddy, before the Blues and Bruins before the Blues were even a thought in the NHL, the Great Britain went to back-to-back World Championships. I
0: are you still, that What? Thought. Thought? Yeah. Like T-H-O-U-G-H-T or like T-H-O-T? What are you? Ooh. Because you're definitely a thought. You thought.
1: Ha! Ha! Yeah. But anyways, Ander looking good, but I don't buy into it. We'll see how he does next season. That's all I really care about. I still think he's a third liner. <sighs> that's a lot of money.
0: That's that, not that, my
1: fault. That, that's, that's a a. Comp- I didn't sign that contract. I know it's not. Listen, we, as soon as the finals are over, after we're done recapping and saying kumbaya,
0: dude, I, I like Kyle Dubas, we're going to tear into some
1: contracts. We're going to get in there, take a knife, look at those contracts on capfriendly.com, and slice them up like you sliced my finger once.
0: Of
1: course, talking about the Cup, my predictions were way the hell off.
0: Dude, you suck. You I should am, n- You should not Dude, I'm pretty portions. sure my
1: one prediction I was right was Prince Albert beating Vancouver in seven games in the final. That was my one prediction I had all playoffs amongst the three leagues in all the series. That's the one I had exact. I picked a lot of teams to win, but in the exact number of games... That was the
0: only one I had right, dude. You know my wedding gift that we talked about—you know, quite a bit ago. My Tim know? Hortons. Yeah. yeah, Tim Hortons and a shiny nickel. Yeah. How about it? Nobody would... would give you a, a shiny nickel to tell a dang fortune. You suck.
1: Oh no, no, not at all. That'd be horrible. I would tell him the wrong fortune. I'm like, listen, uh, I look. I'm like, you're gonna go have the that. You're knock- gonna
0: die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're gonna die someday. How? Somehow. Uh, five cent predictions.
0: Natural causes (laughs) with an asterisk. (laughs) What's the asterisk for? Probably not. uh, Who knows? Heart stoppage.
1: (laughs) The asterisk is going to be, I'm not a licensed (laughs) licensed gypsy. (laughs) gypsy. This is
0: not Peaky Blinders. I'm not a black blood gypsy from Birmingham. (laughs) If you haven't seen Peaky Blinders, apparently you have to figure this out. Dude, you should. It's such a good show. I've watched it four times already.
1: I watched California Cation three times. Does that make me cool?
0: I mean, it's a good show. It is a good show.
1: Yeah, the fifth season was a little confusing, but it ended nicely. Instead of you know Hank uh. Moody driving his car off a cliff because it wouldn't start, he decided to go find his true love and go see his daughter's wedding. Spoiler, <laughs> sorry <laughs> for anyone who wants to go watch it. But yeah, but oh my World Changers were wrong. The uh, World Cup, excuse me, is wrong because I picked Prince Albert to get in the semifinals. That didn't happen. They didn't even win a game. Guelph was so close to actually getting the final. All the Huskies had to do was score one more goal and it would have been Roy and Miranda and Halifax in the semifinal. Dude, Halifax was cheering after a loss. Because Halifax only had to lose by one goal or less or win or whatever to get the automatic bid to the final. Huskies scored with less than a minute left, make it four three. If they scored and they pressed so hard to get Halifax again. Because don't forget they beat Halifax or Halifax yes, they beat Halifax in the President Cup finals. Huskies have their number, but now the Huskies will have to play Saturday against, no, excuse me, tomorrow against Guelph to get to the finals, which sees Halifax. It was just funny watching a team celebrate after a loss. You look so confused right now.
0: Huh? No, sorry, I was zoned out.
1: Okay, yeah, I know you zoned out. I want to talk about my junior hockey and stuff. Some people like to listen to it. I get we almost get as many listens as those we've had in the past few weeks. Yeah, because they're probably like, "Oh, Alex is going to be on the show." Wait, no, <laughs> no, like actually, like no, well, actually, let's. I'm just curious.
0: I want to see what our exact numbers are at because we were like, we need. Okay, we had we had, over, we had about twenty six hundred at least. Or the close next, to that. the next show you do that by yourself, you have to put warning Tyler by himself. I always put and the, then see how many funny, likes I you always get. tweet that stuff. I've seen that
1: before. You see, but how many of our listeners used Twitter? Someone still lists A lot of people, actually, because that's where a lot of our interactions come from. Mm. It's kind of funny. People are still listening to What's Gibby Thinking About just because it had Steve Dangle on it. What's Gibby Thinking About? Well, the first one. The first one, because it had Dangle on it. But it's, I just kind of, I still chuckle that that one's our highest ever.
0: Steve uh, Dangle, the guy that uh, doesn't want to talk to us anymore. No, he doesn't talk to us. He's a busy guy. Yeah. Well, have you reached out to him? No, I don't care. Neither have I. I don't care enough. Well, I got my own
1: fish to fry. Hey, that's how I got Laura on, because I thought, you know, we need someone else to talk to. We haven't had a guest on in a while, and I'm glad Laura came on. Thank you once again, Laura Astorian, for joining us. Remember, go at St. Louis Game Time, at Hildy Mac. we have good content following the Blues on SB Nation. At the Kiel Podcast. Don't forget us, you know? Don't Girl. forget the people that are talking. Yeah. Even though- the people
0: that invest
1: their time into this show. So, is that both of us? Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, I'm sitting here talking. I could be playing video games. I could be sleeping. I'm so tired.
1: Dude. Yeah, I know. It's been a pretty... Actually, you know what? For me, at 730 right now. It's been a
0: pretty long day. It's been a long day. It's been a while since I have slept. On that boat, Michelle.
1: That's that's, that's, that's that's all I got for you.
0: Uh, Thank you so much, uh, once again, Laura, for coming on the show, getting that nice, that fresh perspective on the St. Louis Blues as they go on to the St. Oh my goodness, I was about to say St. Stanley Cup. The St. Stanley Cup. No, he's Lord Stanley, sir. Lord Stanley Stanley of Preston. Lord Stanley. Stroke your wise man beard against the Boston Bruins, the bad Bruins. Who do you think is going to win, guys? Hashtag the Kill Podcast at the Q Podcast that's how you do it for Tyler Keel I am your host as always Alex thank you so much for listening make sure to tune in next week as we will have some updates from the Stanley Cup finals talking about them giving our opinion and as we always do yell at each other play Gloria are you done? oh we should play it okay hit it Alex goodbye everybody